Sounds good. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Jack Bean Podcast. And today we got my man with the hat in the basement, Josh Thompson. Nobody's going to see me, bro. <laughs> but I got to tell them. I got to tell them. You can describe the rest of me. I have glasses on. I'm wearing a black shirt. I got pictures behind me. Let's get the illustration going. Now describe me. Really good looking. Handsome vegan awesome in the world. <laughs> what? Now describe me, the most handsome vegan in the world. Okay. Well, that's just a bold faced lie. <laughs> so everyone today we're going to talk about macronutrients and we're going to describe what they are we're going to break down each macronutrient and what they do when you consume them okay so let's start with a definition of macronutrients what are macronutrients josh yeah and this is really kind of one of those basic things but it's always important to cover your cover your bases and make sure that we're on the same page as to what we're discussing with macronutrients a lot of people are like macros what do you mean by macros so we'll just do a brief overview of what those are and then how you decide how many of each individual macronutrient you should be consuming. Um, there are three different, or there's actually four macros, but for the purpose of this call, we're going to focus on the three primary ones, which is protein, carbohydrates, and fat. The fourth one is alcohol, with which we're going to kind of set that aside and not really worry about it. Now, it's important to know and categorize these as to how efficient your body metabolizes them and which ones are more important, which ones are less important. Uh, for the sake of knowledge, per gram of protein, there's four calories. Per gram of carbohydrates, there are four calories. And per gram of fat, there are nine calories. So what else do you want to know about macronutrients or what kind of questions do you think people have? Well, let's go, let's go ahead and, and explain uh, the hierarchy of importance. Um, OK, let's start with protein. Like why is protein so important for for people who want to improve their body composition and for health purposes as well? Yeah. And protein, dude, gets a really negative connotation in the vegan community because most people associate the main form of consumption of protein with meat products. And so, you know, there's a big misconception that most of your protein has to come from meat and therefore protein's bad. And there's just this stigma to avoid protein for some reason the vegan community and that you know that's one of our missions is to kind of debunk that myth and let people know that they can consume as many pro as many amino acids and as much protein as they want and they're just going to do a great job protein is so important for body composition because your muscle tissue is literally composed of amino acids and the way that they repair and the way that you adapt is by the addition of amino acids and making sure that you have a positive nitrogen balance and the way that you get a positive nitrogen balance balance is to consume adequate protein. And so there's many studies in the past that suggest that as long as you're measuring your calories and as long as you're getting X amount of protein, there will not be hardly any sacrifice in lean muscle tissue as you're in a calorie deficit. And that's going to optimize hypertrophy if you're in a calorie surplus. Yeah, and also uh, just for for the sake of, of people understanding what happens when you eat protein, if you have no no pre-existing conditions, I think studies say that you can eat basically as much protein as you want, and you're going to be fine. Obviously, there's there's a limit where after you pass that limit, it no longer is, is sufficient, and it will not add any extra benefit to your body, to health, to building more tissue. But if you want to consume more than that, you can do it, and you're going to be fine. Right. Just not going to be as efficient in the gym where you can substitute those calories for maybe carbohydrates or fats and have um, had a better have a better result. But you can basically consume as much protein as you want and you'll be fine. 
nothing's going to happen to you if you have no pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Now that being said, there's obviously an optimal way of ingestion. There isn't any really negative connotation to consuming two or 300 grams of protein. Obviously that's exceedingly difficult to achieve because you're going to be super full, but there's a, a better way to do it, right? So how do you decide how much protein you should be doing? If, if it's not going to impact you to consume a bunch and it could impact you to not consume enough, how do you decide how much you need? Much of this depends on how much lean body mass you have on your body. So a lot of people are flawed in their ideology and they think that protein should make up a certain percentage of your total daily calories. That's an aired concept. It doesn't make sense because that means that you who are in a, like, let's say you're prepping for a show, you're weighing 195 pounds during your prep and you're only consuming 1600 calories. If you're only getting 35% of your protein or 35% of your total calories in protein, you're going to be consuming just as much protein as like 140 pound female who's trying to mass. That makes no sense. So basing your protein off of total daily calories is not the best way to do it. Yeah. And also on the flip side, if you're massing, for example, I'm eating like 4,200 calories right now and I eat 30% of my calories in protein and that'll be like, like 300 and something grams of protein a day, which Mm -hmm. is like totally an overkill. So it it works in both ways. Like if you are cutting, you're going to get a number that is not going to benefit you. And if you're massing, you're going to end up eating way too much. So instead, what's the best way to, to calculate your protein intake? Right. So how do we preserve the most muscle tissue and not go like just a crazy on protein. It, because it depends on lean body mass, it means the best proxy is to use how much body fat percent you have. So if you have less than 10% body fat, you should be consuming between one to 1.1 grams of protein per pound of body weight as a male. Whatever I say, whatever percentages I indicate right now, if you're a female, just add 10% to that And that's what you can apply to the the same concept, the same ideology. So if you have less than 10% or 20% as a female, then you need between 1 to 1.1 grams per pound. If you are between 10 to 15. Per pound of lean body mass or per pound of body weight? Per pound of body weight. Um, And that's where the, uh, I'll I'll explain it in a second. So because you have 10% body fat, most of that is lean body mass anyway. That's why you're judging it off of per pound. Now, if you have between 10 to 15% body fat, then you should be um, about 0.9 grams per pound, which that means that you're going to have some excess fat on you. And so that's going to be significantly less percentage of your total daily weight. Does that make sense? Because like, let's say you weigh 170 pounds or something, either you're going to weigh 170 pounds with less than 10% body fat, which means you would need 170 grams of protein. Or you're going to have 12% body fat at 170 pounds. And if you're only consuming 0.9 grams of protein, you might have like 155 grams because the extra fat means you have less lean muscle tissue. And then the last proxy is above 15%. You need about 0.8 grams per pound. I think to to make it very simple, um, if you're someone who's not an outlier, meaning someone that's not like overly obese, who has a lot of weight to lose, you can just consume somewhere between 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound. And you're going to be fine. So you just pick a number. You can pick 0.8. You can pick 1.2. You can pick something in the middle. Stick to that number and you're going to do fine. However, if you're someone who has 
a lot of body fat to lose, then you will have to be a little more nuanced with picking your protein intake because you can end up eating just a ton of protein that's just unnecessary. But for most people, somewhere between 0.8 to 1.2 is going to be just fine. Yep, I agree. All right, so that's the importance of protein. Now let's talk about carbohydrates. Why are the second most important macronutrient in the hierarchy? Carbohydrates are the second most important, but when establishing macronutrients, I think we address fat first because there's a minimum level True. of fat every client should be consuming, and then the rest of the calories are just made up from carbohydrates. So fats play an integral role, especially for females in hormone production, lactate production, um, stress management, things like that. And so about 0.3 grams per pound of body weight is going to be um, where you want to be for fat. Now, that's like the lower, lowest limit. Um, yeah. Let's give people a range. So I think somewhere between 0.3 to 0 0.5, 0 0.6 per, sure. per pound is going to be fine. If you're someone who enjoys eating fat in your diet, then you can up that 0.3 to 0.5, and it's going to be fine as well. Just now, don't go below right. 0.3 because this then right. it's just not going to be healthy. What's that? Exactly what you said. This is what I tell all my clients. People get really caught up in the details behind measuring fat and carbohydrate intake, even though those are, can be pretty interchangeable, pretty malleable. Really, what, what anybody that's focusing on this podcast, um, this is what I tell all my clients, what you really need to focus on is hitting your calories, which we've addressed calories in the past, and we can address it again in the future, hitting your calories and hitting your protein. If you're doing those two things, you are going to have a really successful body composition phase, and your fats and your carbohydrates can be pretty malleable. You don't have to hit those exact numbers because that's going to stress you out if you don't know how to do that. So while we're going to give certain recommendations for fat and carbohydrates, it's important not to just overstress about those or else your diet is going to be really meticulous. Yeah. At the end of the day, the diet that, that works the best is the one that you can stick to. You can have the perfect diet designed for body composition that tells you exactly how many carbohydrates and fats you need to eat to improve performance. But if you, but if you hate it, and it makes you stress out, it's probably not going to work because stress is not great for body composition. So right. at the end of the day, uh, sometimes you're hitting your protein, you're hitting your calories, and you're happy with that and you're enjoying it, then that's a diet that you need to stick to. That is why it's very important to, to try certain things. As long as you're sticking with your calories and your protein, you can try eating a little higher in fats, you can try a little, a little higher in carbs and lower in fats and see which option you enjoy the best. And the one you enjoy the best, you stick with that, with that one. You, you're going to get results either way. Exactly. All right, so we address fat. It's very important for health purposes, for hormones, for women. Now, what's the importance of carbohydrates? Yep, so 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein, around 0.3 grams per pound uh, for fat, and then the rest of your calories are just going to come from carbohydrates. So however many calories you have left programmed, and you could check out our Jack Vegans calculator, However many calories you have left programmed, you will divide that number by four, and that's how many grams of carbs you want. Ideally, you want as many carbohydrates in your diet as you can handle without going over your calories, because that's how your central nervous system interacts. That, that's how it is. Um, that, that's how it functions. Sorry, I was looking for the right word there. Everything you do requires glucose, whether you're talking or moving your hand or bouncing your feet or blinking or whatever, those reactions, those chemical reactions require glucose to function. And so we want as much glucose in our bloodstream as we can handle in a calorie deficit for a lot of reasons, but that's the main one. 
Yeah, and I think it's also important to mention that specifically during a caloric deficit when you're dieting, the, the only macronutrient that is not essential is carbs. You can basically live without carbohydrates. So that is why we also mentioned the, the, the numbers to calculate proteins and carbs, because when you're in a caloric deficit, especially in the end of a diet, calories are very low. The calories that you're going to subtract are going to come from carbohydrates. You're going to set your protein. It's going to be stable. You're not going to touch it. You're going to set your fats at 0.3 per, per pound of body weight. And then when it, whenever you need to reduce calories, you're going to take out carbs off your diet because we want to make sure you stay healthy with the fats. We want to make sure you sustain muscle tissue with the protein. And then again, you can live without eating carbs in a way. It's not going to feel great, right. but it's the only micronutrient that you can take out of a diet and still be healthy. Mm. Anything else you want to add to this, my man? No, I mean, there's a lot of details there. And if somebody's listening to this, that has some contentions against carbohydrates, I know some of, there are some, and I know some of the arguments that you're going to come up with like, oh, what'd you think about this? Or do you think about um, all of these different things? And we're not going to touch on most of that today in respect to just consuming carbohydrates to fulfill glucose needs. But in the future, maybe we'll do a more in-depth podcast on like the details behind carbohydrates and the different types that that, that um, glycemic index and how it affects metabolism and things like that. But we're not going to get into that today. Yeah, it's a long podcast. If you one one uh, report and one article that I found very very interesting recently is, uh, and you probably heard about this, is the Twinkie Diet by Professor Mark Cobb. Um, so I think that the fit defeats a lot of the of the opinions that people have out there about carbohydrates. So just to sure. give you the the too long too long to read uh, answer, it's just basically a guy that lost thirty pounds eating nothing but Twinkies and protein and a couple and a bit of veggies, and the guy lost twenty seven pounds, and his uh, his uh, his blood work improved, his triglycerides decreased, and his good cholesterol increased, and his bad cholesterol decreased. So at the end of the day, one of the best benefits you can get from a diet is just weight loss. But again, that's a whole different beast of a whole different topic. We're not going not, not gonna to get into that right now. Uh, hopefully by now you have a better understanding of what micronutrients are and how important they are to body composition. Heck yeah. All right. So if you want our help, you want to work with us with, uh, with the best, we're the freaking best. You want to improve your body composition, you want to shed fat, build muscle, and get fit, you can go to jackvegancall.com. Just book a free consultation. We'll get on the phone with you, and we'll see if and how we can help you with your fitness goals. That's it for today's episode, and I appreciate I appreciate you all listening. Thank you, my man, for being here. Yep, later.